What's up everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 112 of the VK Bros with Jason and Alex Von Cannell on a very rainy, uh, grey Queen's Memorial... Is it the, uh, the day of mourning today? I actually don't know what this day is about. Right, it's Thursday. It's the public holiday because the Queen died. Right. I think it's the day of mourning or whatever. I was saying this to someone yesterday that like, I've almost never had a public holiday off. Yeah. Because, like, the car entry in sales, you were always open. Yeah, that's right. And it's good to see that now that's changing because most of the dealerships are shut right. today. Okay. But, um, yeah, they don't register for me. I don't know if... Is this one of those, like, recognised public holidays that you're, like, not allowed to open? I don't know if there's any laws on it. Because you know how, like, Anzac Day, you can only open at a certain time? And yeah. Christmas, you have to close and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know if any of that's real or if it's just a bit of... It's just used by employees probably. or employers. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a little bit of folklore in that. Yeah, just want to um, give a shout-out to, to the Queensland Police Service for uh, the gentleman sitting at the bottom of the hill just around the corner from here um, tr- doing his absolute very best to hand out commemorative photographs of where you were rolling slightly too quickly down the hill. Yeah. Um, Prices starting from as low as uh, $287 and one demerit point. I know, because I just got one last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been done twice since I've been in Brisbane, both in three-cylinder cars. <laughs> You're right. Just too much power for Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, I mean, if you would plot that on a, line, on a graph, mm-hmm. success, or, like no parking ticket, uh, sorry, no speeding tickets, higher output engine. So I need to drive more powerful cars so yeah, I don't get clearly. caught. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you've got small engine syndrome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you drive faster. Yeah. You worry about everyone steering you down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shout out to them. Um, police officer sitting in the median strip right in the middle underneath a tree with the gun out in the pouring rain at the bottom of the hill. And did, did what a you, nice bloke. You, you did notice that it was a... They had the DRLs, the daytime running lamps going as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah just, Maybe that was their signal. But it, 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 it does seem very dirty. But, you know, for some reason, that street has like four or five spots mm. where um, people sit all the time. Yeah. And I've never once seen an accident there ever. Yeah. Probably because of all the speed cameras. Oh, yeah. It's for safety cameras. Yeah. yeah. For your it's, safety. It's for your safety. Yeah, yeah. Now, you went to a crypto convention last week. Yeah, I can't remember if I mentioned it, that I was going last week, but I went on a weekend. It was the Australian crypto convention. It was the, f- I think it's the first one that they had had. Mm-hmm. Pretty well organized event. It was at the Gold Coast Convention Center. Yep. Very expensive tickets, two hundred and fifty dollars to go. Yeah, right. Did you have to pay for tickets in crypto? Well, it's funny you say that because last year when they released, when they said that they were um, having the convention, mm-hmm. there was no ability to buy through crypto. Right. And people online were smashing. Yeah, them. yeah. And then they said, "Yeah, no. If you buy in crypto, we'll give you an uh, your ticket as an NFT." Oh, yeah. Which I thought was a pretty cool yeah, idea. That's cool. So, uh, I didn't do that because by the time I bought the tickets. We were in absolute bear market. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't do that. Um, it's not a coincidence that last year you couldn't pay for it in crypto and this year you can. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I dragged the auto bros there. Um, I actually want... I I brought one of them because he's he knows very little about the segment. So I actually wanted like a newbie's approach to see what he got out of it compared yeah, okay. to what I got out of it. Yep, yep. And there were probably 30 stalls okay. in there. Um, and 
I've never seen a more diverse range of people. Okay, interesting. So we're talking 19-year-old blue-haired, um, like, cosplayers. Right. To 90-year-old men in walkers, like, with walking really? frames. Yep, and everything in between. They're hodling. They're hodling hard, <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was really interesting to see. Now, with the stalls, I did have a bit of a... Look, I allocated two days to the event, mm-hmm. and it was done in half of one day. Right. Two reasons. One, all the talks that they had, which were listed on a on, a, on an app, uh, seemed very boring to me. It was very like, uh, very basic level, I guess. Yeah. And the rooms were too small, so the rooms would fill. Other rooms might only have fifteen seats in them. Yeah. Okay. And they would instantly fill. Yeah. Yeah. So that was no good. Uh, Do you think it was because maybe they've... In, in my head, I go, in a, in a bull market, you should tell your presentations to bringing in new adopters. In a bear market, you should be telling your presentations to that next level because the people showing up, I would assume, would be the more... The crypto enthusiasts, they already know the basics and they're showing up to get the next well, level. That's info. exactly what I thought, but that's not what happened. Right, okay. Because that's what I was looking for. Um, but... The problem with the stalls is you had 30 stalls, 10 of which were exchanges. Yeah, okay. Um, at, uh, another 10 or were NF, uh, NFT metaverse tokens. Right. And then there was maybe five or six sort of weird fringe new business stuff. And that's yep. the stuff I was kind of interested in. But I was asking myself, okay, did I just waste $750 taking the guys to this crypto convention and I thought no actually that was well worth it because I realised how small the industry is Mm. compared to what I know it's going to be yeah 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 there were so many there were so many um, uh, like what's the word there were so many industries that weren't represented there yeah so I actually got very very invigorated another mate of mine that that uh, he went. We didn't catch up there, but because he got in on all the all the talks, yep. He got in front of a lot of people. Um, he made a lot of connections, and there's, I, I actually think something's going to come out of this. Yeah, so cool. yeah, uh, look, I can see, I can see it blowing up, and it will. Mm-hmm. I'll, and then there's obviously businesses and people there wanting to know more. Yep. And I don't think that convention, and it's not their, their, their fault. Yep. It's the fault of these business creators that didn't represent themselves there. Yeah. There's yep. a real thirst out there for people to get into Web3 and to get into crypto. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do it. Yeah. So it was well worth it in, yeah, in that cool. regard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice. So what else have you been up to this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Today, <laughs> I'm going to go pick up an old... Jag. I'm filling my shed full of Jaguars mm-hmm. at the moment, which is a bit funny, but um, uh, not a whole lot on the on the retail front. The shed's mm-hmm. pretty pretty chopper block. Mm-hmm. I've got something really cool coming that I, I will mm-hmm. leave until it's. I'll probably mention it next week when yep. I get it back or or recondition. But it's a very special car, mm-hmm. so we'll leave that as a. Yeah, fair enough. So if you are looking for a used vehicle, uh, www.autobros.com.au. Yep, check out my stock. use the, whenever you inquire, use promo code the VK Bros, and you'll get a $100 fuel card. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Um, me, personally, this week has been uh, a little bit of the same as last week. Kids have been sick. Uh, not majorly, just little 
niggly stuff, which just means I don't sleep overnight. So we've been having that sort of fun stuff. Took Jake for his first uh, 12.30 a.m. drive in the yeah. car uh, two nights ago because he was a little bit upset. Uh, so enjoyed a Macca's drive-through uh, decaf latte. McCafe coffee's not bad. No, it's pretty good. For, for coffee that's available 24-7, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Not bad at all. Uh, so it's it's the little things that you enjoy at twelve thirty a.m. When, when you'd rather be sleeping, uh, but apart from that, I'm excited this week because I'm going to be getting into some of my projects at home because uh, this is the dad stuff, right? So I've got uh, a very overgrown garden at the moment because I haven't been able to give it the love and attention that yep. it deserves. So as long as this rain actually goes away, I've got the old man coming down tomorrow and get stuck into it. I'm going to be cutting down a lot of the palm trees that are like the bane of my existence because all they do is drop fronds everywhere and make heaps of mess. And I want to pull a lot of the trees out and actually plant some like fruit trees and stuff like that. Get some lemons going, get, get some, some mangoes limes, going, limes probably some limes for the beers. Too. Yeah, so that's my exciting project that I've got coming. Uh, something I did do during the week that I forgot to mention mm. is I went and did my tax. Oh, yeah. and I learned something. Mm. Did you know? And this is for a lot of these people talking about housing affordability yep. and rental affordability. Mm-hmm. Did you know that if you are not... So if you're a landlord and you are not renting your house out for the market value, you cannot negative gear it. If you are... Okay, so in other words, you can't deliberately rent your house out for cheaper. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I... I've I've never knew that. I never knew that. I I had a rental property for 10 years and I had no idea. And there's always this... I mean, for me... I always wanted to build a good relationship with tenants yep. and I was quite happy to leave the rent low yeah. if they were good. Yeah, yeah. Now, I also had a lot of really, really, really bad tenants. Yeah. Um, but no one talks about that. No. That you, there is a disincentive... To, to help people. To help people, yeah. Yeah, like you literally can't provide your investment property to someone for below market value and still get the tax benefits out of it. Yeah. That is insane. But you can kind of see why. Why? Well, because then you 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 could just offset your um you can offset your uh your tax by absolute maximum if you wanted to like you you could pay no tax if you could just if you could run your the the the, the rental yield of your sorry the rent price of your property right down yeah. make a massive loss on it yeah but, but at least someone wins at least a tenant gets an affordable house yeah correct whereas yeah like you were saying like, well, there's all this talk at the moment about lack of housing affordability whether that's from buying or from renting yeah and then you know this this provision is literally in place to prevent people from having affordable housing mm. it's a bit like yeah it's bonkers isn't it yeah and when they keep supporting the housing market to keep increasing 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 yeah you can see why people are struggling and yeah. it makes sense now too why like for a lot of people, when you go to buy a house, your weekly repayment on a house that you buy is actually less than what it costs to rent the same In size property a lot of the time. In some cases, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So wow, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. Um, and in that regard, like US, so the US is getting smashed. Their economy is getting smashed every sort of week. The new um, inflation index comes out, yeah. and it's. Always more than what yeah. they think. And then they send more money overseas. And then, yeah, and the, st- the stock market is getting absolutely spanked. Yeah. Like every day you can wake up and you're down two or three points. 
Yeah. Like every, every day. Just every, red, 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 red. Depending red. on what you're in. I have a chat group. I have a chat group and my my profile picture is that meme of Biden taking a selfie of himself with all the red stocks in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it is a bloodbath out there and there are a lot of people that got extremely highly leveraged. Mm. That's why I've never been the big... There's heaps of influences on YouTube or everywhere yep. that talk about, oh, I have 800 properties and yep. you know this is the best way to do it. And my... I'm a, I'm a bit of a finance nerd, yeah. bit of an investing nerd. I can't see an end game, and especially when you try and take it through this kind of market. Mm. And in America, most of these guys are American. Mm-hmm. In America, if the property value drops below what your equity is, yeah. you've got to front the cash. Yeah, you're in default. That's yeah. the same as the... Uh, oh, they, no, not default. You've, you've got... You, they give you the option to... Yeah, yeah to front the cash. To front if you the don't, cash. it's default. Yeah. Uh, that's the same as the commercial property loans in Australia. That's the same laws. So right. that that actually happened in the GFC, which is what screwed a, a whole bunch of small businesses out of money, was when the GFC hit, banks went out and devalued every property mm. by whatever the... Uh, it was like 30% or something that the market dropped when that happened. It wasn't 30. It wasn't even 20. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, they devalued properties by yeah. a lot. And then essentially went to all these business uh, commercial loan holders and went, uh, you're, you actually owe us money, so you've got to front fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 now. Otherwise, you're in default. We sell a house. Yeah, right. And with commercial loans, you've got way less rights than you do on a consumer loan. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty scary yeah, stuff. Yeah, because in, in, in Australia, you can kind and of get away. And those are still the same now. Yeah, if you just like for a, for a pro, uh, <laughs> sorry, what's a, like a retail a loan? Consumer a loan. consumer loan. Mm-hmm. A consumer loan, if you just keep paying, there's... No one knocks on your door. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know. Um, and even if you don't, like, there's actually a lot of things that you can do now. Like, if you're in mortgage, uh, so if you're in financial stress, you can call your mortgagee and say, hey, in distress, you can come up with payment plans. Like, they actually have to work with you a lot more now. I think a lot of that stuff came in after 2015 when they did the Banking Royal Commission. Be it commercial loans, it's like, nah. Like, they basically treat it as if, if you're smart enough to be in business, then you're smart enough to yeah, figure yeah, this yeah. stuff out. And... Uh, another thing did actually the week before is we negotiated a prop like uh, a rate on a property. Yep. We got like a percent off. Yeah, man. And check your bank. Like, don't don't you don't have to go and refinance. Just no. ask them to yeah. you know and and just bring some comparable um, plans together and say, hey, I could go get this if I refinance, and they'll they'll really quick to yeah yeah to to keep you in bed, but. If you just let that stuff creep up, mm. it'll get you. Yeah. Like everyone's whinging about these. Like what's, what's the, how much has the average loan gone up, you know? Like what's your loan gone up by? 300 bucks a month? Yeah, about that. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Well, what's, what would 1% do if you got a 1% discount? Yeah, well, about, basically about Harvard because that's sort of, it's, the rates have gone up by about 2%, I think, total yeah. so far. So, yeah, that would happen. So, it's worth doing. Yeah. And the other thing, too... It doesn't take, doesn't take long. On the refinancing front, one of the tricks, too, that you need to watch out for is a lot of banks are like, yeah, refi, refi. Like, we'll refinance your mortgage, blah, blah, blah. And you might have taken out a 30-year mortgage and, therefore, your repayment is X based on the interest rate. And then you go to refinance it at a bank and they're like, yeah, yeah, so 30-year mortgage at this new interest rate, your payment's going to be a little bit less. Oh, great, cool, I'll refi it. But you've already been in your house for seven years. Yeah. So you're, you've only got 23 years left to pay on this loan. Well, you're going to refi over 30 again. 
Yeah. And a lot of banks are tricking people up with that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, they make it look really, really good. Oh, we'll put you on a sweet rate and look how look how low your payment is. And you're yeah. like, well, I'm just paying for another. I've yeah. just extended my loan. I'm now doing almost a 40-year loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a big believer in when it comes to business, if you've... If you've been looked after enough to do business with a company, I believe in giving them the opportunity to remedy your situation first. For sure. Right? So I would prefer to go, so the bank that I use, uh, I would go and talk to that bank and say, hey, what can you do for me? I'm a a long-term customer, blah, 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 blah. Lay it on a little bit, but at least give them the opportunity to try to do something. And then if they don't come to the party, cool, no dramas, I'm going to do my research elsewhere. Do more research, come back to them again, say, hey, this is what I've got somewhere else. Can you match that? I'm going. And then once you've actually put in the dollars on the table, then oftentimes you'll actually get a result out of it. It was funny because one of the steps we had to jump through was like, oh, this is um, owner-occupied, right? And we're like, well, no, it's an investment property. Mm. Oh, well, I can't offer you that rate. And I'm like, okay, then why did the uh, owner uh, rate creep up so high then? Mm. Uh, okay, you hear the Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is just them hitting the help, help, help button. So you got to to be onto that stuff you can save yourself some, some real money yep. Koshi says it all the time it's one of the best things that like best piece of advice yep. um, definitely 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 have a look at that Same, we're talking about our refinancing it's also like consolidation loans and they're not as big now as what they used to be I think they used I to really I'll, push them that yeah. was a real scam because a lot of them don't get approved anymore Ah, uh, is that why? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you just you're taking on high risk debt against no assets generally yeah. with those cons- so a consolidation loan for those who play that and who uh, don't know what it is is if often, you don't have one, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oftentimes people get themselves in trouble because they've got a car loan at a high interest rate and then they get a credit card that they max out and then they go, oh crap, I need to, I need more money so they get another credit card and they max that out. And the next thing you know, you've got $50,000 worth of terrible debt. And what a lot of banks offer is a thing called a consolidation loan where basically you get out a new loan that they used to pay out all that debt and then it all goes into one new payment at a rate. And oftentimes those rates are quite high as well too, but not as bad as like credit card rates and stuff like that. But I don't think a lot of those are getting bought anymore because it's bad debt. It is bad essentially. debt. Like, should, I, you, should I explain my credit card triangle? Yeah, to sure. Run? Go for it. I don't know if I've ever said it on here, but I, I haven't done this for a while. And I went to go refinance a property once and they told me to get rid of one of my credit cards and then I didn't even get the finance. So that sucks. So that's kind of broken my triangle. Yeah, yeah. But I might, I'm going to, Probably rebuild it. So the the credit card triangle is I I don't think anyone told me this. I just This is also this. not uh, financial advice in any nature. This doesn't take into consideration your individual circumstances. Uh, please speak to a actual finance professional before uh, participating in the credit card triangle. So I really like credit cards. Yeah. And I had a boss tell me very early on, get a big one and then whenever they offer you more money, take it. And this is that they don't do that anymore. Mm. But when I did, and I've got like some monster credit limits. Yeah. Like I know some very rich people and they're like, sorry, you've got, you've got access to how much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they literally, I, I racked them up to start Auto Bros. Yeah. And um, so that, that helped. But for a very long time I ran, I, I, I developed a little uh, tool that I'm calling the credit card triangle. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you basically have three credit cards through different banks. Yeah. Okay. And... You have one that you use every day. Yep. Every day, every day, every day, every day. And you can get one with points on it. Um, points is probably... Don't go chasing points. But yeah. Points is like a nice little... Yeah, it's little, a nice little bonus. Right? Like if, you, if you've if you got a business that you're going to run a lot of money through a card, you may as well go on with points. Yeah, like I swiped 20 points. grand the other day to buy 
cards. Yeah. 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 So rack that card up for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, then, oh, and so then you've got two other cards. You put one card aside. You don't touch it. Yep. Okay. The second card, you don't touch until you receive an offer. Right. Okay. So what happens is when they realize that your card's inactive, yep. they'll, they'll prompt you. The banks will usually prompt you with something. Yep. And it's often a balance transfer. Right. So they'll offer you a balance transfer at like 2.9%, mm-hmm. which is cheap. Like it was cheaper back when I did it because you could have a term deposit at 5 or 6%. Yep. So at 2.9%, you're making money. You're making money. So what you do is when they offer you the balance transfer, you'd always take it. Mm-hmm. So you transfer your full balance from the from the card that you were using. Yep, the everyday card to your balance transfer to card. To the balance transfer card. Yep. Okay? And periodic like you'd start to pay that down in the normal installments, right? Now the card that you're using, you isolate that card. Yeah. Then you start using the third card. Right. Okay, start using the third card, third card, third card, till the yep. first card will off, they'll offer you a an offer. Yeah. All right, and then you just keep rotating. Yeah, yeah. So I did that for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Now the beauty too is when it comes to because I know you smart punters out there will go, oh, some of these are two hundred dollars a year, like mm-hmm. to, to have those credit cards, like two hundred bucks a year. Mm-hmm. You're right. So what you do is when it comes to card payment time, mm-hmm. you ring them up and say, hey, I want to close the card. Yeah. And they say, well, why do you want to do that? Uh, the yearly fee's too high. Yeah, yeah. And they go, okay, no more yearly fee. Would you stay? Yeah, yeah, I'd stay. And then you just stay in this triangle. And you yeah, just do that yeah. over and over and over again. Mm. And you, you you build a stack of points. Like yeah. I probably, and again, the points aren't worth anywhere near as much as what they were, but I probably racked up 300,000 points. Yeah, okay. Um, and I paid... On average, I probably pay less than five percent interest, if any interest at all. Yeah, and I—that's massive on credit card. Yeah, a credit card rate is twenty-three percent. So when I say massive, I mean low. that's a massively low number yeah, yeah, on a yeah. credit card. Yeah. You usually pay about twenty-two point nine percent, twenty-three percent on a, on a credit card. If <laughs> Let's you, drink plain yeah. water. <laughs> if, you, if you don't, if you don't pay it out within the fifty-four day um, uh, payment mm-hmm. cycle, but that was a game that I used to play. Now. Because I'm down one card, I can't play the game as effectively as I did before. Yeah. But I still have, one of them is still, because I, I put the bulk on one, mm-hmm. and they're not helping me at all. Yeah. They've got nothing to offer me. Mm-hmm. But the the one that I, the orphan card, yeah. they're throwing stuff at me all the time, and it right. only gets sweeter. Like, I yeah, can probably, yeah. I think now, yesterday I got offered 2.9% for five years. Yeah, Right. Which is the cheapest money in the world? That yeah, you, yeah. That you'd buy, especially so. at the moment with rates going up. Yeah. If you want, yeah, if you need to fund something, it's fantastic. So there's there's a little there's a little track. Alex's credit card triangle. Yeah. See, the problem is that the general population's credit card triangle is you get the three different cards, and look, one can have points on it. Maybe maybe get points on all three, and then what they do is they rack up the credit balance on the first card, and then they go to the second card and they rack up the credit balance on yeah. the second card. And then they get a default notice on the first card because they're not paying for that yeah. because you can't pay credit with credit. So yeah. you can't actually use a credit card to pay off the debt from another yeah. card. Which you can on balance transfer. Well, which you can if you cash advance off the third card. <laughs> and the thing with the cash advance is that you start paying interest instantly. Instantly. And they use, they charge you a fee for it as well. Yeah. But you cash advance the third card to then pay for the first card. But then that card's racked up. And then they don't offer you a cash advance on the first card because you're already making late payment fees. And then that's the Bermuda Triangle. 
triangle of yeah, horrifying I, death that the, people the find part, themselves in. The part that I didn't mention, which is probably the most important, is you have to pay the card. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like don't, this is not free money. Yeah, <laughs> pay your bills. You have to pay the bills. You have to pay. The it's bills. not free money. It's relatively cheap money. So in a mindset, your mindset is like, even though you've got three cards. Run your life like you've only got the limit of one. That's right. Yeah. So let's say yeah. if you've got that's the key three two thousand dollar cards. Yeah. You've only got two thousand dollars to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if you rack or discipline, yeah, you will get yourself into big big trouble. <laughs> yeah, I've thrown myself into credit card uh, troubles back when I first started selling cars, mm. and I had some stonking months. I was still living at home. Yeah. I was earning big money, big commissions, mm. and and I'm like. This ride will never stop. <laughs> and then I forgot to sell cars for a couple of months. Yeah. But my lifestyle didn't change. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I racked this card up to the absolute hill. Yeah. And then I was like, how come I seem to be throwing all this money at my credit card, but it doesn't, like, then I rack it straight back up again yeah. in, in the month, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it took a boss to tell me, he's like, he's like, yeah, because you, like, write down all your expenses mm-hmm. and then write down how much you earn. Like, see how there's that massive hole there? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. It probably took me four months to like yeah. dig my way out of it. And it's, it was literally just a psychological game. You know? Yeah, and look, it happens to everyone. Like, I did the same thing. I was 19 and a little bit broke and needed some extra money. So I went out and applied for a credit card and a bank gave me a thousand bucks and I racked that up within a couple of months and then it just sat there and I had to pay it off over a long period of time because yeah. I already didn't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. Um, you sort of have to make those mistakes sometimes, but... Uh, but make I, them I, small. Well, I think, you know, I have a fifty thousand dollar limit now. If yeah, you make that mistake, it's a lot harder to get big out of. Mistake, yeah. But I, I think it's harder for young people to make those sorts of mistakes these days because they're just not getting approved for the same level of cards as we used to. Mm. Like f- fifteen years ago, when I got my first credit card, like I remember they gave me a thousand bucks up front, and then even when I was I had it maxed, they were offering me increases. I don't think they do that anymore. I'm not sure. No, no, they. they I don't think you're they, allowed to. They're not allowed to offer you an increase. You have to yeah. request one. So literally, and then they do a credit check now when they never used to do it. Yeah, right. So I was literally being offered increases when my balance had sat at the max. Well, you needed more for months. Yeah, no, like, you clearly need more money, bro. Hey, this cash cow's over here. He needs some milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the banks care. They care about us. I'm talking about the banks. Did you see Malcolm Roberts put up a um, from One Nation? Hmm. He's concerned about the banks leaving the countries like as in the yeah, leaving rural closing yeah. down rural branches which they are doing all over the place yeah and uh, well they're even doing it in the city but um i think there's a real opportunity it, it, it's a shame a bunch of what we called neo banks which were like purely digital um trying to offer all the same services but online they all failed yeah you know and it's a real shame because it is the only solution. You're not going to be able to open a branch. Yeah. Okay. The bricks and mortar stuff just doesn't. The business model doesn't work when you have to be so competitive. Yeah. So the internet is the play. Yeah. I just don't know why they haven't worked. I think. I think a lot of it is just based on. I mean, the rural stuff. A lot of it is older people who need to go into a branch to be able to do business because they're just they're not they don't know the internet. A lot of a lot of rural places too probably don't even have decent internet. Or maybe mm. they do now that Starlink's available. Mm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it's the, look, it, it's so ironic to me that like the banking sector is so competitive that they don't make the margins to be able to support these rural, like surely as a bank, you'd go, okay, this, this branch out here is going to cost me money to have. Mm-hmm. I'll use it as a tax write-off because all these branches I've got in the cities are going to make me money. 
But then you look at like the margins and the the profits they're still making year after year, and you go, they're making enough money to be able to support these things. So I know Malcolm Roberts was uh, talking. Uh, just before you go, that's not their. They don't chase that though. This is what a lot of people people think like the the tax write off, the blah blah blah, the profit. Like yep. all those companies care about is one number, the stock price. Yeah, it's whatever their stock price is gonna is yep. gonna do, mm. and no one's gonna give a shit. The stock market is not gonna the stock price is not gonna move yep. if you shut down a bank mm. out there and you also reduce your cost base at the same. Yeah, the of same course. Period. Uh, and, and I know Malcolm Roberts was talking about bringing back in a like a people's bank, mm. like CBA used to be run by yeah, yeah, the yeah. government, right? Yeah. And then it got privatized and sold off. And I'm I'm iffy on having a bank run by the government. I think on the one hand, there's some good things. On the other hand, I'd be very, very wary of locking all of my money up in a government bank, considering the things that the government did with restricting access to basic freedoms over the last yeah, yeah, two yeah. years. You know, I, to me, although it, it helps bring in an, an additional level of competition that can probably offer a cheaper service, which might put a bit of pressure on the banks to stop gouging everyone, I... It's probably a step towards like social credit system, really. Yeah, see, I, I'm not... I think there's a very easy solution to this problem and I think it's a crypto play and I think mm. it's crowdsourcing and crowd... Like, all these... There shouldn't be hedge fund managers. Yeah. Right? Because you should be able to participate as an individual directly into uh, things that you think need money. Like, for example, if, if a farmer needs a loan so they can buy all new operating equipment so that they can they can get a, a, a better return on their um, yield. Yeah. Well, hey, I think that's a good loan for them yeah. to have. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Well, what if I put my my personal funds into yeah. that? You can stake and, your own funds at a... And I get a return mm. direct and, and doing it digitally and on the blockchain, you can keep the costs way, way, way down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the future. I would kind of like to also see maybe some reductions in loans. Like if, I'd like the loans to be a lot smaller and a lot shorter term. Yeah. Because if, if it is as easy as like three clicks, man, I need money now, click, 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 boom, yep. you've got it. And Binance does give you the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to, you, so you want to, if you want a 10 grand loan, you have to front five. Yeah. Is it front five? They'll give you 10, but a maximum like six months. Right. You know, so it, and which is very similar to how business Loans work in terms of like, um, what do they call them? Um, asset finance. Yep. Like if you needed to buy something for a business that was going to give you a return, mm. you'd get a loan and usually at a very high rate. Yeah. But it's only paid over such a short time that it kind of doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is that the, the idea is you pay it off in a short period of time, so even though you're paying a high rate, because the, you, your interest bill is going to be the same as getting a low rate over five years. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I can see. I see great opportunity for someone to make a really good play and maybe there needs to be more education around it. Like you said, it could be an older demographic. Mm-hmm. But that is, to me, what I see is the future. Yep. And it, it decentralised. We can all have a piece of it so we can all grow together mm-hmm. instead of just the banks, like ComBank taking a billion dollars a month in profit, you yeah. know, and yet still closing all the banks down. Well, And then, like, just the... It's just another example of the contempt that these large institutions have for the people and they just treat you like you're stupid. Because, like, 
they make they're making record profits year on year on year on year on year. No matter if the economy is going good or bad, they still make their money. Oh, either way, yeah. When they they write it up and they write it down. Yeah, yeah. and then and then the Reserve Bank comes out and increases the interest rates, and then the banks straight away they're like, oh, due to increases in costs of lending, we need to pass this on. And it's like, yeah, but you're still making like billions of dollars a month, and you would. You know, I've had this complaint a million times, but especially over the last two years, when the government has stepped in and put handbrakes on many businesses in the last two years, but they never handbrake the banks. And it's just... Well, a, I mean, ASIC was. That was a big handbrake. Was it, The though? Royal Commission. Yeah, absolutely. What happened well, after the Royal Commission? I want to know. I reckon their loan book, although cleansed, I think is much reduced. Yeah, their loan book decreased, but the average rate they wrote everything at increased. That's true. Like, that was my experience. I, I was writing finance after, like, during the Royal Commission and afterwards, and all I saw was as soon as they went to rate for risk, instead of letting the originators uh, pick the interest rate based on the profile, the average rate that we wrote business at went up by probably 2% minimum. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So it was all designed around, you know, not gouging young kids, and then a young kid would come in and wouldn't even get the opportunity to trick the originator into giving them a low rate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of guys that, a lot of guys that, uh, that fought hardest to get the lowest rate were the ones with, that probably weren't going to pay back. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, of uh, numbers and big numbers and good numbers, I caught this article quickly yesterday from The Australian. Uh, COVID complications push Australian deaths to highest numbers in 40 years. Mm. Uh, so just a little brief bit. The, the alarm has been sounded about COVID-19's hidden impact as new data shows that more people have died in the March quarter of 2022 than in any other March quarter in the last 40 years. Uh, Australian Bureau, uh, Bureau of Statistics population data published on Wednesday shows an 18% increase in deaths in the quarter compared with the same period a year earlier, rising from 36,100 to 46,200 deaths. Mm-hmm. It is the first time that more than 40,000 deaths were recorded over four consecutive quarters. So this is like the opposite of uh, when they let you know if you're in a recession. <laughs> you redefine it though. You yeah, still yeah. redefine it. Uh, so that's not excess deaths. Or it is excess deaths, including, well, it, including it, COVID. It COVID is. Deaths. This is the including COVID. Yeah. Uh, South Western Sydney Labor MP Dr. Mike Freelander, chair of the Senate inquiry into, the long, into long COVID, said he was very concerned about higher than normal deaths in the pandemic and that more research was needed to ascertain why. While the inquiry was focused on long What's COVID... What's this guy's name? Uh, Dr. Mike Freelander. Yeah, you're not going to hear from him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but you will, though, because he is... Uh, He's the chair of the Senate inquiry into long COVID. So into uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Great excuse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So while the inquiry was focused on long Does COVID... Does long COVID, COVID um, cause like myocarditis? It's interesting Heart attack, that straight you might say that. So literally the next sentence I was going to read. While the inquiry was focused on long COVID, he said, there is a concern that COVID itself increases inflammatory responses, predisposes people to stroke and cardiovascular <laughs> disease. Of course it does. The other question is, are there risk factors? Is there anything that can be done to modify the risk, Freelander said. The inquiry will collate data from scientific experts to gain insights into how COVID-19 impacts on Australians' health after the initial infection. I feel like there's going to be another mRNA play. Karen Carter, spokeswoman for the Actuaries Institute COVID-19 Mortality Working Group. I'm sure that's a multi-million dollar government funded group that's just come out of nowhere. 
said about 6,000 more people died in the March quarter than could be explained by the aging population. Half of these people died from COVID-19, she said, with a further 500 dying with COVID. Their deaths from causes such as cancer, circulatory diseases and dementia likely to have been hastened by the pandemic. The remaining 2,500 people died from other causes. While it is unclear what, if any, role COVID-19 may have played, a higher than usual number of deaths from strokes, heart disease, dementia and diabetes makes the working group suspect that it could be a factor. There are people who have had COVID and recovered, but it's weakened their immune system and, and they've subsequently had a heart attack or stroke that might not necessarily be, direct, uh, be directly linked to their COVID episode, Cutter said. Having COVID increases your risk of these sorts of things. Another possible reason for the increase in deaths this year, she said, was that vulnerable people who were shielded from influenza or RSV in the winters of 2020 and 2021 due to COVID-19 restrictions had succumbed to those respiratory illnesses. There have been some delayed deaths from those earlier years, she said. That, no, that's bullshit. That has to be bullshit, though, because then, then it should that those numbers should fall in line. Like there should have been a massive dip in numbers, mm-hmm. whilst you know whilst we were delaying those. Mm-hmm. But the like the excess deaths is up on the previous five years. Yeah. So I, it's funny that you would have those assumptions, Alex, because uh, I went and looked at the actual Australian Bureau of Statistics data so far for this year. And so this year, I think it's up until... So it's from January to May 2022, the provisional mortality statistics. And what I find interesting is like they're saying like the flu and the RSV thing. I looked for the number of people who died from flu. Where was it? There have been 44 registered deaths due to influenza that occurred during May. The historical average number of deaths occurring due to influenza in May is 29. So there is an increase in number of flu deaths by mm. 15 a month, roughly. Mm. So that must account for a significant number of that 2,500 excess deaths. But here's some interesting... So these are the key stats from the ABS. In 2022, there were 75,593 deaths that occurred by the 31st of May and were registered by the 31st of July which is 10,757 or 16.6% more than the historical average. Mm -hmm. In May, there were 16,124 deaths, which was 1,922 above the historical average, so 13.5% higher for May. Deaths due to COVID-19 increased in May when compared with March and April. Uh, Based on comparisons, throughout this report, counts of deaths are compared to an average number... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so sorry. I, I didn't actually save that bit. Uh, later on in the same document. So between January and May 2022, there have been 4,465 deaths due to COVID-19 that were server, uh, certified by a doctor. 858 of these deaths occurred in April. So in other words, out of the total 76-odd thousand deaths, only four and a half of them were actually due to COVID-19. Mm. And... In total, you had 10,757 more than the historical average. So more than half of those are not to do with COVID. Yeah. And that's like, you've also got to, I guess, include COVID deaths in as part of the overall proportion, really, because we've had bad flu seasons before with higher than average flu deaths and they still get included in the overall number. But if you completely remove them, you're still at about 6,000 more deaths in a five-month period than well, we would have expected. Well, this is the story that's going around the internet now about European, uh, Europe's data mm-hmm. of, of excess deaths because it's up 16% on average. Yeah. And I had a look at, at some of the breakdown. Countries like Switzerland and Spain, up 25%. 25%. Yeah. yeah. 
Sweden, who remember we've said is like, uh, uh, you know, a country that we want to keep a close eye on because they, because they're right wing, they're right wing conspiracy theorists, extremists. But when the lefties were in, they let everyone operate their businesses and mm-hmm. they kept everyone at school, mm-hmm. and they made they made um, they made uh, vaccines available yep. but not mandatory. Mm-hmm. Their figures don't show up. And I looked at like five different websites to try and find the data. Mm. And the only thing I could find was um, there was less. So uh, there was less. um, Excess deaths were in a minus. Right. So they had below average deaths. Below average deaths. Whereas everywhere else that participated in the system is experiencing above average excess deaths. Um, So here's some other causes of death that were listed here. Deaths due to dementia, including Alzheimer's disease, were 16.4% above the baseline average in May and 20.5% above the baseline average for the year to May. That's staggering. That's dementia, Alzheimer's. Deaths due to cancer were 5.5% above the baseline average in May uh, uh, and to be 6% above the baseline average for the year to May. Uh, Deaths due to diabetes were up 18.7%. Deaths due to pneumonia were 20.1% below the baseline average in May. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, haven't really done my own research on this. Pneumonia often is a complication of respiratory viruses, mm-hmm. right? And that's what ends up offing people towards the end. Mm. So they were 20% down below the baseline. Mm. So these claims that maybe all these people had just succumbed to RSV, like respiratory yeah. diseases, I don't, I don't know. All I know is this, the numbers are up. And I think it's for, we've spoken about it a million times before, but it's a whole host of reasons. So the numbers, the, 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 the way I see it, the numbers are up more than the effect of COVID. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's over and above. And it, like I was speaking to one of the girls. Uh, so policy killed people. Yeah, it, appe- it appears that way. Like, I, I spoke to one of the daycare girls yesterday, and she was saying again about... Because she asked me when we're going to bring Jake, because she loves... She's in the baby room. She loves the little ones. And I said that we're probably going to hold him out until after winter next year, because we want to skip flu season and, mm. and put him in afterwards. And she's like, as much as that sucks, I totally get it. She goes, this last year has been the worst year in her career. She's been doing it for 20 years. Mm. She's like, I've never seen so much sickness before. I've never been this sick before. Mm. She's had COVID twice. She's had RSV. Now, adults don't normally get RSV because we've already had it before. She got it. Her two kids who are like 14 and 12, they both got it. Again, they shouldn't have had it either. And she puts a lot of it down to the fact that uh, people's immune systems are so suppressed because no one was allowed out for 12 months. So everyone's just baseline immunity to every pathogen just disappeared. I, I really, I struggle to. I look. I, I think. think it, I, I think it's part of it. I think that you you know the the main reason why we think it is. Yeah. I think that's definitely a big part of it yeah. as well, especially when you're talking to uh, childcare workers who had to get it to stay in, in yeah. work. Um, but I do believe that it that sort of stuff probably like the the lack of just normal immunity building, I think is a big factor as well. Like lockdowns, I like lockdowns when you think you're not uh, coming into contact with new pathogens and you're also locked inside away from vitamin D and we've now come to realise how important vitamin D is yeah. for these respiratory illnesses. It, it's having a staggering effect and it's just starting to see now and the 
the I big thing is... Pe- I know heaps of people that have had colds for months yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Months. Yep. They just cannot shake it. And no one's talking about it. The news doesn't talk about it. Like, yeah. you would think excess death numbers in the mid-teens, Mark, how is that not news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, think about the beginning well, we, of the no, pandemic. We, but we are talking about, like, a, a lot of focus is on underwhelmed, like, overwhelmed hospitals. Like, there is, I think they're not talking directly about excess deaths, but yep. they're talking about, and may, look, maybe it's an easy, could be the cause, could be part of the cause, yep. but not being able to get the right treatment. Oh, it's 100% a factor. Yeah. I mean, you you guys would know my experiences during the pandemic. I, I've had two kids, and if they had a sniffle, you weren't allowed to take them to a doctor. They wanted to do everything by telehealth. I was talking to someone whose father had terminal cancer right. and was made to wait in the cold car park of Gold Coast Hospital underneath with the breeze going through to stand for five hours. Yeah. Just disgusting. Like, yeah, in, in every conceivable way, we failed yeah. in this pandemic. Yeah. And we failed because... People through fear refused to stand up and do what was right at the time. Mm. Like I was, I was saying to her yesterday too, because she mentioned the thing about not being able to see the doctors as well, because she had her kids needing to see mm. doctors and they weren't allowed to see them. And I was like, can you imagine if if your house was on fire and you call the fire department and they're like, yeah, we, see, it's too dangerous. We can't come out and put that fire out. Fire's too dangerous. Like it's part of the job. When you sign up for a job, it's part of the job. Mm. And unfortunately, as a doctor. You signed up to be a doctor. There's a reason why you make good money. Mm. Because you deal with sick people. And there's a chance that you'll come into contact with someone who's got a disease that, that may affect you negatively. There is that chance. But it's part of the gig. Well, how is, how is a doctor less... Oh, uh, why does a doctor need to be more protected than the people doing the testing? Well, see, that's... That saw 10,000 people a day. Yeah, that's an interesting story too. So our, our nana in New Zealand was telling mum about how, how like, broken their medical system is in that, so she's elderly, so she goes to the doctors to try to get treatment and you're not allowed to see a doctor. They put you in a room with a nurse with a TV screen and the doctor's on Zoom but the nurse can the be in the room with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck the nurses. They yeah. can be in the room. They can get sick, yeah. but not the doctors. Yeah. Like, I I thought that was really inappropriate. I thought at a time when the world needed health professionals more than ever, there was a protected class and an unprotected class. Yeah. And everyone knew, because when you couldn't go to the doctors, what did they tell you to do? Just go to the hospital. Just go to emergency. Mm. So the nurses copped it all. Yeah. The nurses ain't on doctor money. No. But they copped it all. And somehow there's a nurse crisis now. No one's talking about doctor prices. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and finally, I mean, there is a there's a crisis at base levels in all these service jobs at the moment. I saw an interesting headline from Victoria. Victoria's got some interesting things going on at the moment. Yeah. Uh, there, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. Maybe I saved it. But there is like there's been like a sixty percent drop in police recruits. Yeah, uh, for this year. And I think there's been an overall drop in the police force as well. I'm not sure. I can't remember the exact number was. But funnily enough, when Victorian police had such a bad name through the pandemic for their brutalizing tactics, less people want to sign up to do that job. Yeah. And if you want to look at some states over in America that defunded the police, look what happens when you don't have a well-supported police force in your town. Like, Did you watch Protect Our Parks 5 on Rogan? Yeah, I did. The... When they, they that that governor of that um, that s- state that wanted to 
take his city back. So he called all his people to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get the gremlins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. It worked, too. <laughs> like, like, there's a... I can't remember if it's California or, or some lefty state in America, but they literally changed the laws where it's not theft unless it's over $1,000. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you had people just flooding businesses and stealing stuff up to a value of 990 bucks, and there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. Like, that's what happens when you lose support for police. And, like, I love police. Police are yeah. so important to yeah. society. They need to be supported. But then you go, like, it, it shit rolls downhill. Bad policy from the top ruin the whole, whole force. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're seeing people just moving away from that as a, as a job. And then I guess when... I can't remember who I was listening to the other day, but someone was talking about, you know, the mortgage crisis in Australia, as in how expensive it is to get into the property market. And he was like, don't you think it's sad that someone who is a police officer or a nurse or a firefighter on a single income won't be able to afford the mortgage for an average property yeah. in Australia? Yeah. Like that's a sign that things are pretty broken when you've got these like essential services that you need to incentivize people to do those jobs because we need those people and they can't even live the Australian dream. Sad state of affairs, isn't it? Change the dream though. That's my fix for it. Change the dream. Yeah. Just it's, go and live in the metaverse. It's way cheaper. Property, property uh, it is now. Getting quick. No, I'm yeah. not in it. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do, I do find it... I do find it interesting because our case... No, I don't want to get into that now. I don't want to get into it now. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I could go on a deep, 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 deep dive. Yeah, but, fair enough. Um, oh, the in terms of the... You know, last week we talked about Sweden going to move to a right-wing government. Yep. I just did a little bit more digging into it. Mm-hmm. So it was primarily... There was two quite large factors that played, which was four right-wing parties all teaming up. So that helped. Yep. So that showed some sort of unity mm-hmm. on that side and kind of helped you... Um, uh, share the votes around to, to become strong because they only just won 51% or 52%. Right, yep. But primarily on crime. So there's been an uptick in crime. Okay. Particularly shootings. Right. And now they've had shootings before, but uh, the... So 40 people died last year from... No, sorry, 40 people died this year Mm-hmm. hundreds of people died last year and it was usually in the main towns like in the main cities okay but now it's spreading out domestic like into into more of the right. rural areas yep yep so that was kind of that was the base that they um the 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 right wing party had played yeah. on and, and i know also, that a lot of it was immigration too wasn't nuclear it nuclear power no they didn't oh, mention they okay. didn't mention it they didn't right. mention immigration at all but nuclear power is another one too because they're, they're big proponents of nuclear power. Interesting. So I wonder if the people... I mean, Swedish people are very smart. Mm. And I wonder if they're going like, hey, we can see this big energy crisis around. Yep. There's a way that we can fix it. And, and the, reason, the reason why they don't... Like, no one goes to nuclear power is because it literally solves the climate change narrative problem. You know, it's the most efficient, low emissions energy source that we have readily available. Yeah. But if you do that, you're unable to grift on all of the other technologies that, that we're trying to use instead. I watched a documentary on the largest solar grid in the world. Mm. Guess what country it's in? The largest solar grid in the world. Dubai? 
No, it's in India. Right. It's in India. Okay. And it's it's got a lot of foreign investment. Yep. Now, without getting too nerdy, aspects of it. So they 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 put. So it's in a desert in India. Yep. They put um, a section to tender globally. Mm-hmm. They 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 want your money. You just got to you've got to produce energy for the least amount. Okay. It is the cheapest energy on earth. Yeah. But my question is, is it viable? Mm. So yes, someone like SoftBank, for example, SoftBank's a large investment firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can provide power for one. It was like one point one seven rupees per kilowatt hour, okay. which is dirt cheap. Yeah. But are they making a loss on it? Yeah. Now, SoftBank makes a loss on 80% of their stuff that they do, right. but they just make monster profits on 20%. Yeah, yeah. So are we okay? Are, like, um, that's not sustainable no. if it's all over lost. Now, I don't know if that's the case. I'm just reading between the lines. I've got all these investment companies coming in. Well, yeah, you can have a piece in it. Yeah. Is it is it aiding your ESG target? Saying, yeah, hey, yeah. look, I've got, I'm a part owner of the largest um, solar fund. <coughs> yeah. And if you're just sitting there doing your ass on it, well, then it's not really a no, it's viable, viable yeah. business. Um, and what was interesting, the locals, they've got the shits because that's, they used to herd their goats through there. Yeah. And now they can't. They've got to walk around. Yeah. And they also were told they're going to get all the jobs cleaning the um, the solar panels. Uh, but it was easier to just build a robot that does it. Yeah, yeah. So there's like no one employed. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like, I remember back a few years ago when we were talking about the uh, bringing out robots to replace human beings. Mm. And like, yeah, it's going to be this great thing because you can... You can replace a human worker that maybe earns, let's say, $100,000 a year or pay 30% a year in tax. And then instead of just, uh, instead of the business having to pay that worker, what you would do is you would just tax that business the 30%. Yeah. So the business saves $70,000 and just pays 30 grand in tax. It's a, it's a win-win thing. And then obviously that's not at all. <laughs> no, but I, I, so I'm all for automation. Me too. Automate yeah. everything. Automate the shit stuff that no one wants to do so people can focus on the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Things I do want to do. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, so um, on. So one, one quick thing I just want to mention before we go is, uh, so in Victoria, things are heating up a little bit because yeah. you've got the Victorian election coming out. Vote one, Ian Cook. Yeah, vote one, Ian. Anyone in the members of, like, in the seat of Mulgrave, vote for Ian Cook, please, because yeah. if Dan Andrews gets voted out of his own seat, he cannot hold government anymore. He's Gotta gone, get him out. dusted, nada. But I speak often about the complete and utter contempt that we, the people, are treated uh, by the people that we elect to govern us, right? Represent us. To represent us. And here is one of the best examples. Uh, This is from Voice of Victoria. It is a tweet from a guy called Mark Santomartino. On the last sitting day of Parliament in Victoria, they tabled 49 reports and three documents to go through. So, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, that's a stack of documents that the politicians were expected to go through on the last day. Now, you might wonder, why would they hold all that stuff back to the last day? It's because they know it won't get addressed Mm. at all. There was also the... uh, Where is it here? 
So the Independent Pandemic Advi uh, Management Advisory Committee has now submitted its reports on the management of the pandemic. So that would be a pretty uh -oh. that would be a pretty key factor going into the election that whether or not you re-elect the guy who managed you through the pandemic based on his performance. But the new health minister down there, Marianne Thomas. Uh, she put this tweet up saying, given the delay in receiving the reports and their expanded scope, I will need further time to consider the findings. Uh, while I'm not able to table the response today, I will release the reports and the government's response prior to caretaker. So what that means is due to the fact that there are no more sitting days, no one's going to see the results of that report until after the election. <laughs> and then when they, they, they'll win and it'll be like got it we sucked at it yeah, yeah well, and you vote us back in you idiots how, how can it go but like but these are the games that the politicians yeah. play and that is the absolute level of contempt that they have for their people because if it was really about public service those 49 reports and 3 documents ain't getting kept to the last day so yeah. they don't get seen they're actually going to be like if you did this at your job you would get fired yeah but we just this system is set up so they're allowed to do these things. So you have the opportunity, people of Victoria, and more specifically in the seat of Mulgrave, to vote them out. Actually hold them accountable. And I will say this too, because we, we spoke about this yesterday. I listened to an old podcast from a year ago, and I forgot, like, they were in the midst of mm. lockdowns. You forget. Yeah. We forget. Even though we talk about it on a weekly basis, even we forget how yep. bad it was. Go back, watch our old episodes. Go back and watch whoever you listen to. Go back 18 months or 12 months or mm. two years and, and, and hear what was said because you forget how crazy right. it was. It was absolutely and there mental. were some people, there were some people that were talking about it yep. uh, and, and, and predicting a lot of this, mm -hmm. this stuff uh, happened. And there was a lot of people with a lot of, um, like I, I said it throughout, my, my game streamers that I was watching, especially the ones mm. in the UK, you could see a like mental diminishment in, yeah. in, in their psyche. Yep. And do not forget that. Just mm. because it's it seems good now, yep. do not forget what happened. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it's just going to happen again. Yep. And it'll be worse next time. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely will. And, and on that bright note. Let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week.